Lone Star Gun Talk is a Lone Star Gun Rights production. Original music and hosted by Derek Wills. Copyright Lone Star Gun Rights 2019. Gunners, welcome to the podcast. This is Lone Star Gun Talk, and I am your host, as always, Derek Wills. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you for joining us, and uh, if you are watching live, be sure to chime in, and I will get to your comments as uh, as they happen. There is a lot that we have to get to today. Um, many of y'all uh, may have watched the State of the Union address last week, um, and many of y'all may have missed... Governor Abbott's State of the State address, which is, it has some very concerning things in there. Uh, to, to be completely honest, I find both the State of the Union, and the State of the Union more so, but the State of the State and the State of the Union uh, to be nothing more than taxpayer-funded uh, uh, political campaign rallies, and uh, they don't actually address any of the real problems that are going on there. Uh, but there were some things that came out of the out of Abbott's state of the state address that I found to be uh, quite uh, quite disturbing. Uh, they weren't really disturbing on their face, but they could be. They could turn very negative towards us. They could uh, have very bad impl implications for us, and one of which uh, I think that uh, I, I think that it it actually has negative consequences for all of us. So uh, one thing that I want you to check out is this here, this little segment from the State of the State Address. Check this out. Now, as we improve our schools, it's simply not enough just to give our students a better education. We must also create a learning environment that is safe. No student should be afraid to go to school. No parent should be fearful when dropping their child off at school. Texas must act now to make our schools safer. So I am declaring school safety an emergency item this session. After the horrific shooting that took place at Santa Fe High School, I held roundtables here in the Capitol, roundtables with parents, with students, with educators, with law enforcement, and with mental health experts. We developed some innovative solutions to better protect our students and our teachers. It's time to turn those ideas into solutions. We must do all that we can to make our schools safer. Working together, we will deliver on our promise. 
a promise to our parents, to our teachers, and to our students. Now, when it comes to school safety, there is one, one issue, one solution that everybody agreed upon. It was the need to address mental health in our schools. And I commend Senator Nelson, who wasted no time in crafting a strategy that does exactly that. She has pointed out that many of our, of our universities already have mental health programs. Programs like the Telemedicine Wellness Project at Texas Tech. It partners with school districts in West Texas to identify and remove students who pose a potential threat and to provide students with the help they need. Well, school districts across the entire state deserve access to these very same services. And listen, as we all know, mental health issues are not just confined to our schools. They touch our entire society. Well, to better address these issues, Senator Nelson also provides a broad-based plan, a plan that creates a mental health care consortium to collaborate on statewide mental health needs. And in typical Texas fashion, her idea is big and it is bold. And to ensure it has enough time to become law this session, I am declaring it an emergency item. Helps if I turn my mic back on. Sorry about that. That is very concerning, to say the least. Uh, the The problem with the consortium on its face doesn't seem uh, doesn't seem very threatening. But I want you to pay very close attention to what Governor Abbott was proposing, and I want you to understand exactly what that means. So uh, here is the bill that Senator Nelson has introduced. It is SB 10 in the Texas Senate, and um, it establishes effectively uh, a Texas State Mental Health Care Consortium designed to do a number of things that for one, is enhance the state's ability to address mental health care needs through stronger collaboration and institutional alignment of health-related institutions of higher education. And it also improved the effectiveness and efficiency of mental health care services delivered in this state, facilitate access to mental health care services through telemedicine and other cost-effective, uh, and... But here's the thing. It, it it does a lot that, on its face, it doesn't seem to do a whole lot of negative. But this is just the introduced version. And there is a very good possibility that this could be amended with uh, red flag laws. Um, and to be quite honest, I don't believe that the state should be in the business of mandating 
mental health issues. They should not be in the in the we we should this is a, a an expansion of government. This is not something that is uh what most would consider conservative in any way. This is a growth of government into mental health beyond what it currently is. And whenever it comes to things like universities and schools, you better believe that this mental health consortium is going to be involved. And if there is a student that is um, that is thought to be or claimed against to be uh, someone with mental health issues, you better believe that that is going to be in that is going to be acted upon by the state. Now, uh, several months ago. Uh, probably the better part of a year ago, we had Lee Spiller on, who is an advocate for the rights of mental patients and in general. Uh, and he talked about how mental health care and mental health laws particularly affect our right to keep and bear arms. He brought up numerous examples of how um, of how people who went to get outpatient uh, treatment were then committed to a mental institu institution involuntarily. And in some cases, these were children. These were, these were uh, uh, boys and girls under 18 years old that were involuntary, uh, involuntarily committed to mental institutions who then, or who also were it was involuntary to their parents their parents did not um have anything to do with their child's commitment into a mental health institution and they had their parents were actively fighting to get their children out of these mental health institutions not all of these were in texas but some of them were and with this sort of massive expansion of government particularly in the area of mental health, which is a huge talking point against even pro-gun advocates. This is very dangerous. This is incredibly dangerous because it is going to be something that it will be abused. People will have their rights taken away from them without just cause. Um, we at Lone Star Gun Rights do not believe that any free person should have uh, their rights restricted to them. Uh, or from them, rather. They should not have to be ones who... Uh, we shouldn't have to beg the state for permission to bear uh, arms, which is a natural right. I've gone into this before. Because it is a tool that you deem necessary to defend your natural rights of life, liberty, and property, it is therefore a tool... Bearing of, bearing of such a tool is in and of itself a natural right, because if you cannot bear it, then you cannot protect your natural rights. You cannot effectively deter a threat, whatever that threat may be. And so it comes down to if somebody is too dangerous to live in society freely, then they are too dangerous to bear arms. But here's the thing. You need to have committed a crime in order to be removed from society, or you are so mentally deranged that your friends, family, and loved ones are able 
to say this person is ill and it will be obvious. Here's the thing. When we had Lee Spiller on, he talked about how there are schizophrenics and uh, um, people who we would determine or, or con consider or label as being psychotic that live very normal lives because all they need is their medication and they take their medication regularly and there it is no, not a problem. This is the vast majority of mental health cases, even though this is a small minority of actual cases, the vast majority of those that we would de deem psychotic or schizophrenic or whatever, the vast majority of those are able to live regular lives amongst the rest of us, and we have no idea. The vast majority of overall health, mental health cases happen to be depression, which is something that comes and goes and, you know, you see in liberal states and leftist states, they want to try and make it to where if you're depressed, then you can't even own a firearm because then you might kill yourself or something like that. Uh, and it, it's, it's all nonsense. It, it is all a, a backdoor plan for massive gun control across the state and across the U.S. Mental health is a dangerous talking point. And it is something that we should let go of because of how dangerous it is. The people that need to be committed are people that cannot function by themselves. And these people, it is painfully obvious and it is incredibly rare. And here we are talking about it. Like it's something that happens normally. Like it's so widespread that it is an epidemic. And this is a problem. Because the second that we try and justify this as a means of gun control, then we are conceding our rights to something that is ultimately arbitrary. Because some government bureaucrat or even an elected official has laid out a definition that is to be applied to everybody. And then all of a sudden it's now it's now affecting somebody that you know and care about, even though you know that they're not dangerous. And it happens. Um, there was an article that I wasn't gonna go into, so I don't have it ready. Uh, but there are talks about uh, there was an article about how since Washington instituted their new law, we have had, I believe the number was 77 people who have had their rights stripped from them just since the law has been enacted. Without any commission of a crime, without any threat of violence to themselves or others, people have had their firearms confiscated because of these mental health talking points that even, quote, gun rights advocates are on board with. It's dangerous. It is ineffective. And all it will do is further infringe on our rights as free people. Forget, forget just saying as free Americans. It's a natural right. As free people, we are going to concede our rights because of an arbitrary talking point defined by somebody that's not even remotely qualified to make such a decision. These aren't mental health care providers that we're talking about here. 
some of them are whenever the consortium gets built and it will because the government governor has declared it an emergency item for this legislative session whenever the consortium comes to pass yes there will be mental health uh experts on the on staff there but ultimately mental health uh, experts and professionals are required to follow current law, regardless if they agree with it or not. And the way laws are written, particularly as they relate to mental health and firearms, they are put in a corner to where they, it is either lose their license to practice medicine and actually help people, which is the, most of their major goals is to help people with mental health issues or they take away other people's rights. It's easy to say from, from a chair here that uh, these doctors should, should take people's rights seriously and, and refuse to diagnose things that aren't serious, but I'm not a mental health professional and I'm not in that sort of predicament. This is a very bad place for mental health care providers to be, particularly if they do care about our rights. I think that there is a strong, uh, there's a strong evidence, there's a lot of evidence to suggest that uh, a lot of people do not put Second Amendment rights, natural rights, uh, as a priority. And that's nothing against them. It's more like people are just complacent with their lot in life, complacent with how the government operates. And it's just a matter of they're more focused on their daily lives, and there's nothing really wrong with that inherently. But these are the consequences that we are going to have put in place. Mental health professionals are going to be the ones who strip good people of their rights because of laws passed by Republicans in this state that is what is going on so art azevedo if you don't know who he is he was a police chief in um he was a police chief in california then he became the police chief in austin texas and now he is the houston police chief and as much as i love the city of houston uh i say thank god that i no longer live there because of this man and the mayor. Uh, that whole city government is kind of jacked. But uh, Police Chief Art Acevedo says, we don't elect people to pray for us. We elect people to lead us? Is that right? I didn't think that we elected people to be our leaders. Because last I checked, leaders don't work for the people they lead them. But elected officials work for us. They're not designed to be our leaders. Chris Rock said, and he was chastised for it uh, when Obama was president. He's like, it's like, uh, it's like Obama is the daddy and we are the children. And he was, he was chastised, rightfully chastised for thinking that because it's kind of a, uh, a silly uh, analogy because these are not people that are supposed to lead us. They are not our leaders. They are our elected representatives. They are designed to 
represent us, not lead us. And there is a massive difference. Anyway, he basically shunned a lot of people uh, for saying that, uh, suggesting that when tragedy happens, we need to pray for it or pray about it uh, and said that what we need is more gun control. And he was saying this in real, in, uh, in response to an, a story and a tragedy that that came out of Houston where four officers were su- su- serving a warrant on suspected drug dealers and they were ultimately shot and killed in the line of duty. Now, that is, uh, that is incredibly tragic, um, but saying that you need more gun control is absolutely silly. Um... Breitbart here goes in to say that 56% of people who use firearms uh, acquired them either at the scene of the crime via the black market or stole their firearms. And here's something that I want to I, I want to show you. And uh, I'm a little nervous about showing you this. I had a friend of a friend find up uh, find some things on the dark web and he sent me a screenshot and I want to show it to you because I want people to know how easy it is to get firearms illegally and it is it, it I'm just I'm nervous about posting it because of the fact that um I don't I don't know if this is going to put a legitimate target on my back. But I I anyway, I'm going to show it. So if I end up dead, this is why. Uh this is a screenshot that a friend sent me from the dark web. This is a firearms retailer on the dark web. And it says Thank you for choosing us for your arms needs. We have the largest collection of guns and equipments for you to choose from. All our guns and equipments, and they actually put the S on the end, which I find to be odd, but are brand new and have been checked thoroughly for defects. We want you to feel safe when you are purchasing from us. We ship all of our items with FedEx standard overnight within the USA and FedEx international priority for countries outside of the USA. All shipping costs is free as we have already added it into the price. All of our guns are brand new and 100% gun oil free so it clears customs without any issue. Handguns are taken apart and shipped inside power tools. Rifles or bigger equipments are taken apart and shipped inside a computer case or other item. All purchases come with instructions for assembling and maintaining your equipments. Due to the openness of this website, we cannot disclose an example of the package. Um, to say, to suggest, that gun laws keep us safe to suggest that it is more difficult for a bad guy to get an illegal gun um 
with gun laws than it would be for him to just go to a store. All of that is absolutely nonsense. This is... These are guns being shipped directly to your house with international shipping. And to be completely honest, I would prefer that our laws have it that way because I would like to be able to order guns on Amazon, although they probably wouldn't sell them. Uh, but this is going on right now with the current laws that we have. And it's done so illegally. And... um. These laws, background checks, FFLs, bans on full auto and bump stocks and all sorts of other things, prohibited persons, it's all a lie. We don't have actual security in this country. We have the illusion of security, and as a result, we have paid for this grand illusion of security by giving up actual liberty. Think about that for a second. We have given up, a lot of us willingly, we have given up essential liberty in this country to purchase what appears to be safety, but it is nothing of the sort. People on the black market can, ha can order guns online and have it shipped to their house with international shipping. What else do you want? I mean, what other law could you pass that unless you legitimately institute a police state where nobody has any privacy whatsoever and you have a, a militarized law enforcement that is incredibly large big enough to actively police all 330 million people living in this country and actively searching each and every piece of mail, be it from the U.S. Postal Service or private companies like FedEx and UPS, actively searching all of those. And I mean 100%, unless you actually did that, you would not be able to stop this. And you know what? That would mean giving up all of our liberty. All of it. We would not have liberty left. And even then, it would still happen. But maybe not online. I mean, you might get rid of it online and, and they'd go back to the whole back alley deal uh, that, that used to happen. But th those don't happen anymore, clearly. You have online retailers on the dark web that are willing to sell you and ship you firearms to your door with international shipping included. Just saying. I'm, j I'm just throwing that out there. This gun laws are a freaking lie. When I got sent this screenshot, I was absolutely just, well, here it is, guys. This is, I don't know how much more proof you need. But anyway, all right, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm rambling about this whole dark web thing. Uh, I want to go back to Art Acevedo, who made news in another way. Uh, he urged Congress on Wednesday, saying, Our streets, our neighborhoods are truly drowning in the blood of our victims and in the tears of their loved ones. Gun violence is arguably the greatest public health epidemic facing the nation. 
and everyone in this uh, facing the nation nation that everyone in this room loves and serves he's basically saying that the uh uh house needs to pass more gun control and um well they're probably going to i'm just going to throw that out there the 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 fact that the democrats have the house and the uh the most republicans in the senate are squishy at best and the fact that donald trump has already enacted gun control on numerous occasions um i i just i i see all this happening uh and even the huffington puffington post agrees and to be completely honest they're not wrong here uh this is a is a nice headline this is a big year for passing gun control laws across america already this year lawmakers in more than a dozen states have introduced at least 50 major gun control bills and one thing that i really wanted to point out is they're just flat out calling it gun control new gun control targets New York hasn't passed comprehensive gun control package since the December 2012 massacre at Sandy Hook. And that was the uh, SAFE Act, the New York SAFE Act, because that's what they do. They want to keep us safe from evil people. The legislature in 2013 passed a law limited to high-capacity magazines and blah, 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 blah. The legislature in January passed six measures that ban bump stocks, extended waiting periods on gun purchases, prevent teachers from carrying guns in schools, and allow law enforcement to remove guns from people judged to pose a danger to themselves or others. The bills passed largely along party lines were, and were signed by Andrew Cuomo. But they go on to say that it's effectively not really going to... Um, it doesn't really matter because at the national level, the Giffords Political Action Committee endorsed 95 winning U.S. House candidates, some of which were in deep red states such as Kansas and Georgia. Gun control groups outspent the NRA by nearly $2 million in congressional elections, according to records compiled by Open Secrets. Now, uh, there was a section in here that I wanted to get to, and I can't seem to find it. But it's saying how um, there are even red states that are uh, passing uh, passing gun control bills um, uh, and are getting signed by Republican governors. Uh, I I can't seem to find that that part in there, but it's it's true. There are Republican governors who are signing more gun control laws, and that is that's what that's what's going to happen here. And it's all a lie because anybody can go onto the dark web and order a handgun or a full auto AK and have it delivered to their house uh, with international shipping included. And I just, I just want you, I'm going to post that picture up on Facebook. Um, I know that it will likely get, I, I know that people will likely say that it's probably fake or what have you, but I have it from a very reliable source, uh, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who uh, is does things on the dark web, and uh, that screenshot was passed along to me. Uh, so I, I believe it because of the source from which I got it. Um, and I promise you, you won't find other other gun rights organizations talking about how easy it is to find guns on the black market in this way um they might say it's easy to do but they won't exactly tell you how easy and to suggest that 
it is in fact a uh, um, to, to suggest that it is a it is a hindrance on people to force them to uh, have to go to the black market in order to get their firearms is absolutely nonsensical because they are far easier to get it uh, than we are because we have to go to the shop we have to go to our background check and all that other fun stuff Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for me today, Lone Star Gunners. Thank you so much for listening. If you have not subscribed to LSGR.live, if you're listening to the re, uh, replayed podcast, then go to LSGR.live right now and sign up for just $6 a month, and you can watch it live every Sunday. And uh, until next Sunday, Lone Star Gunners, arm yourself with knowledge and share the ammo.